Hey, and welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. We have a special interview today. I'll be speaking to Chuck Nice, who is, by the time you're listening to this, which is the same day I'm recording the intro, you'll have ample time to go and buy tickets to see this guy live in New York City, the city of lights, baby, where all the lights are. We go to the 30 Rockefeller Plaza. You can go to Times Square. You can go to the M&M store in Times Square. All the New York, th- get some pizza. Chuck Nice, comedian, and uh, all-around smart person, is doing as taping a comedy special and you can be a part of the crowd. Two shows, both nights, 17th and 18th, 7 p.m. and 9.30, where he's going to mix stand-up science. This is off the copy. It's going to be a comedy special. He's going to tackle the hilarity of human ignorance and society's relationship or lack thereof with science. Now, if you listen to Star Talk with Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. You might have known who Chuck Nice is based on his voice. It's a very striking voice. It's a lot like mine, uh, except um, uh, better. And it says better words. It says better words out of his face. <laughs> Chuck also hosts Brain Games on the Road on Disney Plus in that geo. Now, this show is going to be at Midnight Theater. In uh, New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. You know that song? You can buy tickets now. <laughs> Chuck Nice is a very funny guy. He's uh, He's been doing stand-up for years, obviously. I would not steer you wrong by uh, by sending you somebody, suggesting you somebody who uh, is, is not good at what they do. He's also done a TED Talk. Which is, if you don't know what a TED Talk is, it's um, a conference that speakers go to and they speak at and they give talks on everything from technology to sociology to how to properly use a paper towel, which is one that sticks with me to this day. Brene Brown's done it. Chuck Nice has done it. So many funny people have done it. Not just not just funny. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's a TED TED talks are a way to learn things too. <laughs> How do you social media? They talk about war. They talk about this. They talk about that. They talk about AI. Uh, so check out his TED talk. I watched it. It was good. In order to prepare myself for this interview, uh, he like I mentioned before, currently co-hosts Star Talk with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You never thought it's some it's it's very difficult for me. And this is already a long interview, so I can go ahead and do a long intro. <laughs> it's so it's so funny to me. And not haha funny, but interesting funny. How you never think two completely opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of I guess jobs. I'm not gonna say interest, but in, in terms of jobs. The, how two people can come together and have and work well in the show. Because if you Google Chuck Nice or Bing, whatever floats your boat, Yahoo, Alta Vista. If you search Chuck Nice and Star Talk, you'll you'll get two dichotomies: people who really love this guy on Star Talk and people who do not like him on Star Talk. But if you if you read the glowing reviews of like, hey, when is when is he gonna be when is he gonna be on every episode of Star Talk? He and he and Neil deGrasse Tyson, Doctor Neil deGrasse Tyson, he worked for that title. Have, bounce bounce off each other pretty well. He works. It works. It works. I enjoy it. Chuck also was on uh, a couple of different shows. I don't know if I can. The SAG thing is still going on, so I can't really talk about those. I can talk about podcasts. Chuck's a funny guy. I enjoyed my conversation with him. Uh, I hope to talk to him and again in the future. And uh, he's a very 
He has a very commanding presence on stage. Go look at his stand-up on Instagram and TikTok. He's really, a lot of the comedians that I talk to have really turned into the, the TikTok. Really just turned into the skid that is TikTok. As I said, this special taping is happening November 17th and 18th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And you're going to learn stuff. You're going to get jokes told to you. I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. Enjoy this conversation. Chuck is a nice guy, funny guy. Uh, I can't, I don't know if he came in here prepared, but man, it was an enjoyable conversation. If you want to, you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and Facebook. Chuck Nice Comic. Go to chucknicecomic.com to see everything this guy has to offer. If you want to watch a video version of this interview, go to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. It is under the interviews playlist. It is directly uploaded to the youtube.com website URL. It'll have some type of title. I don't know. I don't do those things until I upload them and I go, what is a, what is a pull quote I can pull from here and, and put in as a title? I'm interesting. I'm giving you a peek behind the veil. If you want to see other comedians I speak, spoke speaking to, much better than that last sentence, go to cpluscomedy.com. You can see me talk to a ton of other comedians and just entertainment industry people in general. No misses. Maybe the first couple of years. But now no misses. <laughs> and I don't mean no misses like no ladies, no broads, no dames. Nah, baby, we do them all. Everybody of every every orientation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I did youtube.com slash Uh You can listen to our other podcasts, uh, uh, the LinkedIn Logs, which is the business podcast, and um, Late Night Lately, which is the late night podcast. You can watch video of that, youtube.com slash Comedy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Comedy, me, at Chad Black White. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this interview with comedian Chuck Nice. You're slowly popping up. Okay, I think you have a black screen. Oh, don't worry about that. That's that's my big reveal, man. That's what oh, that my was. God. You didn't even know. You were like, wait a minute, what's happening? And all of a sudden, I hit you with I hit you with the what? Oh my god. Like, hey, look at that. See, that's what I do when people don't know uh if people don't know that I'm black, this is how I yeah. talk to them. This is, you know what I mean? I'm just like, they're like, why can't we see you? And I'm just like, listen, it's better that way. It's just better that way. You know, then and, and I hit them with the reveal. You don't, uh, you don't think people can tell you're black by the voice? Well, it depends. I mean, uh, to be honest, um, most people uh, tell me that I don't have any accent at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the, those who listen to the podcast Star Talk that I do, I've had many people um, come to my social media and say, "My God, I didn't think you were black." Now, you know there there are definitely times when I have a black scent, uh-huh. without a doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there are other times where my uh, suburban middle-class upbringing uh, takes precedent over the way that I speak. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it depends. I mean, I think most black people code switch in this way if you are a part of both uh, cultures, you know? Yeah. So the dominant culture, of course, is the uh, American Caucasian culture is the dominant culture right. uh, comprised of many different ethnicities and cultural subsets. Uh, but because they were able to assimilate, they all share this kind of base platform culture that we call the American culture. Black people, unfortunately, are not uh, able to partake in that because we are separated by skin color. Right. Uh, which has led to a particular subset 
of uh, cultural identifiers, uh, namely how we speak, uh, you know, uh, the, the certain, certain, uh, of course, cuisine is part of every culture, yeah. uh, but, you know, uh, the way that we dress, our music, uh, which then filters up, normally culture filters down, but with black people, culture filters up. We do something and then the greater society adopts it right. and it becomes ubiquitous because we do it. Yeah. And when I and I shouldn't say we because it's not like I'm actually creating any <laughs> cultural <laughs> difference phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm I'm not the one that's making it happen, but those who are avant-garde and on the cutting edge of pop culture and uh that are uh, firmly um, um influencing the zeitgeist, they are the ones, they're normally black that actually change culture hip-hop comes to mind particularly so mm -hmm. um, i don't even know how we got this is what happens to me you bring no, up no 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 you bring up any subject and i will just start talking some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no i love it i mean that's exactly how these things go i mean to, to bounce off that uh, uh i was watching cbs mornings this morning and gail king was interviewing uh jay-z and he has that new uh brooklyn library where you know you can uh, go see his master recordings and go see all of his lyrics posted and quotes on the wall and everything and hold I mean, on one looking... second uh, uh, i'm sorry i hate to sorry. do this to you but i uh i gotta get some headphones here because so the reason why i was late mm -hmm. hold on to that jay-z you can see his master recordings is exactly where we left off yeah because I hate interrupting people and then going, where were we? Just want to <laughs> let you know that I was indeed paying attention. But the reason why I was late is because uh, City um, decided that they were going to replace my sidewalk today. Okay, good choice. Uh, not, no, we had no idea. No, no idea. By the way, they just replaced the sidewalk a year ago. So I'm like, this is what happens when your neighborhood that I'm like, this is what happens. You live in a, you know, I'm so, I hate to say this, but a white neighborhood, when you live in a white neighborhood, this is what happens a any day. They just might be like, you know what we need? We need some new sidewalks. <laughs> um, you know what guys, here's what we're going to do uh, tomorrow. New sidewalks for everybody, you know, <laughs> that is not happening in the ghetto. Okay. No, 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 no. They leave the sidewalks as they are. Exactly. So anyway, Back to Jay-Z, please. And let me just double check because I've, I put this in. I want to make sure that the microphone that we are using is the MacBook Pro. Okay, cool. And you can still hear me the fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, now, so, so you could go see his master recordings, everything like that. He's talking yeah. to Gail King and what happened? Yeah, and they, I mean, it's just, a, it was only part one of a, of a two-part conversation that the second part is coming on tomorrow, but it is just, it was just fascinating to see every, his, his growing from the 90s, from, from him, you know, sitting on the stoop and just really, he's really doing this all for the kids and the culture and the community, and he wants to help elevate those things, and, 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 you know, he just, he just, he was definitely a part, he was a progenitor in all of all of the, the things of that, that early 2000s. And even now, you know, with with the music that he that he makes, he's uh, he, he's just one of a kind is, is what I'm trying to say. He is. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I got to get over what happened between me and Jay-Z, something he doesn't even know that happened. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Please indulge. Um, he doesn't even know this happened. But because of Jay-Z, anybody who ever meets me, you will never meet anybody who says that, that I met Chuck Nice mm -hmm. and he was a real asshole to me. Okay, you're like, you're never going to like, I met Chuck Nice, I asked him to take a picture and he was mean to me or I met Chuck Nice. And, and the reason why is I used to work for a radio station. It was my very first like remote job where I was the co-host of this show. And they were like, you know, it'd be cool if you went to the Nets game because the Nets was a sponsor. Okay. And they said, we'll send you to a Nets game. You'll go backstage and interview some of the players and stuff after the game. And I was like, yo, that sounds cool. Back, backstage, but behind, outside the locker room. Yeah. Right? Jay-Z comes walking by. Okay. With his whole entourage. 
Now, I'm like, they sent me here to get some players. If I come back to this station with an even like, hey, what's up, WNEW, this is Jay-Z, <laughs> whatever. I don't care what it is, just for him to do that yeah. would have made me hero among heroes. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. That's what they would have been. Like, yeah. aside from the other people who would have been like, Jay-Z, who exactly is he? Um, <laughs> But that's it would have been those two reactions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Jay-Z, can I get you to say a couple of words for the people listening on WNEW? He's like, sorry, I'm not talking today. And I was like, yeah, you could have done it in the time that you said, sorry, I'm not talking today. And then one of his people got kind of snippy with me because, you know, and I get it. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody, listen, no one can demand your time, period and time is very precious. No one can demand your time. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. If I saw a young person, cause this was years ago, but if I mm -hmm. saw a young person standing, trying to do something, you know what I mean? And they said, Chuck, can I get a couple of words? I'd be like, I'm gonna give you just a couple of words. You know, yo, what's up, blah, blah, blah. This is Chuck Nice and I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm doing for you. I don't know what I'm doing for you. All right, but not everybody thinks like me. So I'm gonna tell you the truth. Ever since that day, every time somebody mentions Jay-Z, I can put, he, I, my response has been, he can put his big ass lips on my black ass. That's what he can do. <laughs> Go to hell, Jay-Z, that's what you can do, you know? But I, I need to get over that because quite frankly, nobody can demand your time and yeah. he's under no obligation to do something like that for anybody but i'm just saying the broadcast business is extremely competitive and it is um it is um exclusionary yeah yeah yeah. it's exclusionary so if i see anybody who looks like they could maybe benefit from my help then i'm going to do it just for those reasons and those reasons alone not everybody is me you know, and I need to get over that. That was maybe 15. When did I work for NEW? Almost 20 years ago. That was almost 20 years ago. That yeah. was 20 years ago. So I need to let it go, you know, because I'm sure he's great and everything that he does is wonderful. And, you know, and he's married to a, a, a goddess and I can't say anything bad about him, to be honest. And he's a musical genius and all of that. But some for some reason, whenever I think about him, I go right back to that day and I'm standing in the, standing outside of the Nets locker room, and I'm just like, hey, can I get a couple words? He's like, I'm not talking today. And I just felt so dismissed. And, you know, he's lucky and because he's got a big entourage. What I wanted to say was, man, F you, piece <laughs> because that's, I'm from Philly. That's how we respond to people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you guys, uh, then and then you go destroy the city because your teams are the championship. Yes, of course. Like yeah. Well, how else are you supposed to celebrate? You when don't celebrate by destroying half the when town. When your team wins, when your team wins, it's like this is an opportunity for you to create um, economic opportunities for everyone, and you do that by tearing the place down. Because right, right, yeah. anything that's torn down must be built again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so yeah. you know, uh, that's that's all. That's all that's happening in Philly. See, you know, I'm a I'm a Dallas fan, and uh, oh Jesus! And, they, <laughs> and you see the hat I'm wearing. Yeah, I see, you the, see hat. the hat. Well, y'all don't hat. have no reason to tear anything down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking for them to uh, to put Jerry Jones in a casket and just end things with the. That let me tell you, that's when your troubles will end. Yes, hundred okay. percent. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's when your trouble. Everybody is Dak the problem. Is your general manager the problem? Is the coach the problem? Is it the play call and the coach is going to play the calls this no. year? But no, it's none of that is your problem. I'm going to tell you what your problem is. Your problem is you got an owner who thinks he knows football. Mm -hmm. That's the worst kind of owner of any business. Any business. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. If you were to talk to Jeff Bezos and said, "Tell, tell me about the uh, uh, Washington yeah, Post," that, no, tell me. Yeah, tell me about the Washington Post. Tell what makes it work. What he'd say, I don't. I don't. That's not. That's yeah. not how I operate. I don't know what makes the Washington Post work 
nor do I want to. What I know is how to hire people who make the Washington Post work. Right. And then they, then they come to me and they say, it's working. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, th that's the kind of owner you want to be. You want to be that kind of owner. And he's not, he's the kind of owner that's just like, well, this is what we got to do. Soon as the person running stuff, when you're running an operation big enough, mm -hmm. the moment you say, this is what we have to do, it's over. You lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's what a, a real owner says. Guys, what do we have to do? Boom. Now we're in mm -hmm. business. So sorry, Dallas fans. Not that I really care. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're just yeah, you're waiting for the the entire team to implode again. Exactly. Cut, I'm waiting for Micah Parsons to come to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's oh what I'm waiting God. for. I'm I waiting mean, for Micah Parsons to get poached and cut. Well, he can't. He's probably like that, that contract is so big and solid. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, look what yeah, happened that, with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they got rid of him in an instant whenever he started going downhill. Yep. So. Yeah. They got rid of, that's true. Uh, actually, Micah could have four bad games and end up on the Eagles. One hundred percent. Yeah. We, there's still time. They can still that time. Bag yeah, they, they could. That's true. That is true. You know. Right. But uh, uh, anyway, what are we doing? What's up? I'm sorry. Hey, look, look. I feel like I'm I, part of the. I'm like, like I'm a test audience for your new TED Talk. You know, it's been a couple of years. You, you're jumping back in with a new TED Talk. You can't. Oh no, I'm not. No, yet. no. This is what everybody thinks. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a comedy special that looks at our relationship to science as a society. Basically what I'm tackling is the celebration of ignorance in this country mm -hmm. through comedy. Um, um, you know, but the, the TED talk was very specific and it's done in a very specific way. And what I realized when I did the TED talk, which is called the unintended consequences of human interaction and technology, look it up people, please. Um, it's a really good TED talk and it's, but it's not comedy. It really is yeah, a TED yeah, talk. Yeah, but what I, talk. it's a straight up TED talk, um, but it is funny. But you know, what I realized afterwards was there was an appetite for people to talk about things that are nerdy, geeky, science-based, mm -hmm. but in a funny way, and so I was like, well, I wonder if I did a comedy special, but I did it in my style of comedy, what I call dick jokes and data. So <laughs> that's a good title for a special. I mean, that, yeah, no, the special is called Chuck Nice, Just Smart Enough. Yeah, yeah. But you could call it dick jokes and data. Yeah. You know, because I do offer some information, but the idea is I don't want it to be like a TED talk where you're actually learning stuff. You will take away some information from this if you're a person who's just not so scientifically literate. You know, I, I do base everything that I'm saying in fact and, you know, in science, but um, at the same time, what I'm really talking about is why and how in this country, and mainly because of social media, we have just started to celebrate dumbassery. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's cool to be stupid now. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's really what it's about. But it's called Chuck Nice Just Smart Enough. By the way, when does this air? When do we air this? Um, uh, will, it air, will it air before November 18th? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm looking okay. at the poster right now. I mean, yeah, this will this will be out uh, as early as next week. Okay, so anybody who is listening to this, if you're in Manhattan or going to be in Manhattan on November 17th and 18th, go to ChuckNiceComic.com and pick up some tickets to do my, to see my comedy taping special. And the reason um, you need to pick up tickets is because the tickets pay for the special. So I got to yeah. sell the tickets in order to pay for the actual taping of the special. So, you know uh you get a great show and then you'll be responsible for my being on netflix you know <laughs> now so is this a self-produced uh show yes it is okay. so um, that means you're gonna own everything i because I, I like that more when a comic is able to really own the special and everything because when there's too many hands in, in the pot then i think that's when the comedy gets diluted yeah no this is me just doing me you know what i mean like this is me on stage uh, talking about science in such a way that, uh, you know, I, I'm very passionate about it. You know, anybody who listens to Star Talk, which is the podcast and, 
you know, social show that I do with Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, some people say that I ruined the show because, you know, I'm not serious enough. Some people say it's so great that I'm on the show with them because I make it fun and funny. You know, you can't please everybody and, you know, nor do I try. And, you know, it's like I read something today where this woman was just like, um, your politics are awful. And it, when you're doing a science show, you shouldn't talk politics. Oof. And and I, I just felt I don't write anybody back that writes me something negative because who cares? Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to write her back. I'm sorry. I forgot you were the only person in the world with an opinion on politics. You stupid cunt. No, I'm joking. I would, <laughs> I would never, ever do that. I would never oh, do that. God. But I do think those things often. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, like, um, the, the, the deal is that uh, it's it's comedy, it's information, and it's the thing that I am most passionate about outside of comedy. So I figured I'd bring them together. Yeah, I think that's a very valid and easy and simple way now to deliver information is through some sort of entertainment uh, with, with bringing some value to it. Not that information doesn't have value, but just making it funny or making it interesting. I mean, that's why uh, uh, I think of Adam Conover, people really, you know, engage with what he does because he's able to make you learn something by the end of it, whether you agree or disagree, you just, you learn something. And, and that's what people right. can really take away from what you do. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's really about is just the, first of all, the only thing I want from anybody, um, you don't ever have to agree with me. Opinions are opinions. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but objective facts are just that. And all I want is for people to be able to decipher between what is an opinion and what is an objective fact. Um, so, you know, when you have people who basically say things like guns make us safer, well, there is data out there that proves that to be just the opposite. Mm -hmm. And this is where critical thinking becomes very important because anybody can say anything, but what critical thinking, what science does, what the scientific method does is it bypasses the bullshit. Mm, yeah. See, so you can say whatever you want. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. What I have a problem with is people who just get their information from one source and say, well, that's it. And then they repeat that information and yeah. that's how we end up where we are. Whereas critical thinking is several sources of information cross reference to figure out what is valid. So, you know, you have 10 pieces of information, data points, and nine of them line up, but one of them is an outlier. And then you have somebody who cherry picks the one. Yes. Well, if you're a person who does research and you're able to see the nine other uh, sources, you can say, oh, you know what, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's missing in our society today because information is cheap, um, information is plentiful, mm -hmm. um, and inter information is not valued. It used to be information was valued because it was hard to get. Yeah. Now, what we attain too easily, we esteem too lightly, making it of little value. Mm -hmm. So it's okay that information is everywhere because I can pick up a phone and say, oh, it's such and such, boom. But now where do I go from there? See, that's, when the, that's really what it comes down to because your search engine optimization may make it so that the wrong information comes up first. So, yes. I, you know, it's okay to use the internet, but what you got to be able to do is you have to source the internet itself. You can't let the internet be the source. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's so, just, it's, you have to, you have to follow up. You have to continually check and, and learn and relearn. Like I can't look up how to I, my dog is right next to me so i can't look up i don't know why this thing just did a thumbs up I'm that's so, so cool man no i don't like it it's from it's 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 through the new mac os and it pisses me off 
anytime. Oh, I haven't I haven't downloaded it yet. But what is it listening in on us? Is that no, the deal? It was just a, like good every, point, Chuck. So every time you act, every time it accesses your 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 camera. So every time you like do like a double thumbs up or you do like a peace sign or whatever, it's gonna do these uh, these video things, and I hate it so much. Oh. And I don't know how to turn it off, and I have to Google it. But, uh, but, but like I was saying, like my my dog, if I if I'm learn if I'm trying to teach him how to walk on a leash, you know, it's it's uh, I ha- I can't just go to one source and just and right. say this is the definitive way to teach yeah. a dog. There's chokechains.com. You trying to teach your dog how to walk on a leash? You go to chokechain.com. <laughs> you like wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the one thing what is wrong with these people <laughs> this is the only thing i can do to teach yes. my dog to walk on a leak that's right choke the hell out of your dog yeah. and you'll get him at- no no you have to source the internet mm-hmm. okay if you let the internet be the source then the first thing that pops up is chokechain.com now here you are walking down the street and people looking at you like you michael vick and, and, and <laughs> dragging the dog along, you know what I mean? Oh my God, look at that man. He, oh, he's terrible. No, you no. Know, but when you source the internet and you go to several different outlets and you cross-reference, you're like, oh, okay. I see there seems, seems to be a consensus that this may be the best yes. method to do that. And that's how you learn. That's true yeah. learning, yeah. you know? Well, we, we live in what we what what I call the, the passive uh learning um era where people just they don't want to research they want you to give them an answer yes yeah give me the answer you know and i'm like okay everybody knows when you're in school right and you're taking the test you're not supposed to go to somebody what's the answer to number four what's the answer what's the answer to number four give it to me you know uh be because giving somebody the answer, the test is there to see how much you have learned. Right. Not just to uh, prove that you know this one or two things. Mm-hmm. It's to see how much you've learned. So if somebody gives you the answer, yeah, you got it right. But did you learn anything? No. So. No. Yeah. Now, where did you, where did this, this, because uh, as adults, as as we grow, a lot of people tend to not want to continue learning things, and and it seems that you on a, on a daily basis, uh, especially with Star Talk and with and with giving uh, uh, comedy specials that are just a, a a guideline for teaching. Where does your passion and your want and your need for wanting to learn come from? Continue to continually do this as we grow older. Well, I'm going to say that one, I've always been a closet kind of geek nerd, but I haven't been very good at um, acquiring information in traditional channels the way we normally do. So just to give you an idea, when I was in high school, I used to cut school and go to the library. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So I'll never forget one day I cut school and my sister caught me and she was like, what are you doing? Like, because I was like, I'm not going to school. She was like, I'm not going to school either. And I was like, you got to go to school. She was like, if you're not going to school, I'm not going to school. So then she was like, where are we going? So I got on the bus and we went to the main branch of the Philadelphia library and she went, library like what the hell is wrong with you you are the stupidest (laughs) like this is what you so she went home and told my parents (laughs) what yeah she was like i was she was so mad she was like chuck made me cut school today but we went to the library it was the (laughs) dumbest thing and so you know my mother was like why did you not go to school today and i was like sometimes i just don't want to be there because I'm not learning what I want to learn. I have to learn what they want to teach me. So I've always been a person who liked information, but um, certain things I'm not just just not interested in, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> I'm not that person anymore. Now I'm interested in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've wasted time. Like all this time that I was doing other stuff, I could have been knowing things, mm. you know, or learning things. So 
Um, I think the other thing is too, the aside from you know being a person who's always been curious, but not really in the traditional sense. The second thing is um, the more you acquire knowledge, the more it excites you. Mm. So what happens is it doesn't feel like you know things. It feels like I really don't know enough. So, you know, as much as I have learned being on Star Talk, it scratches the surface of all that I don't know. Yeah. So all I want to do now is just keep knowing more, learn more, get more information. You know, that's why I love, you know, sitting across from, you know, Dr. Tyson and that guy, you know, he's probably just one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met, but he's also a lot of fun. He's fun to talk to and, you know, and he's funny. So, you know, you put that all together, you know, it's, it's great, you know, now, uh, you're, you're a big guy and he's a, he's a nerd. Do you ever just think about wanting to beat him up sometimes? He is twice my size. I did not know that he's a big guy. He's huge. He's a big oh, wow. dude. He was a wrestler. He's he, yeah, he looks like a football player when you meet him. He's twice, literally twice my size. Wow. Yeah. So he's got to fit that big brain inside that head. I guess so. He's got a fat head. <laughs> That's see, that's that's how you know. So he's that's smart. that big brain. You yeah, know that's I mean? why Stephen Hawking couldn't walk because he had that big. Yeah, brain. his head was weighing him down. That's why was was down. his head was always tilted down. Never, you never <laughs> saw Steve. It was either back or down. It was never, <laughs> never straight up. Never that's straight how big up. his brain was. He was either the head yeah. was down or it was back. So people kept getting mad. Like, why aren't you looking me in the eye? Come on. Exactly. You know, it's like now, Stephen. You're so disrespectful. Now, <laughs> when when did you start applying uh knowledge to comedy or or did, did were they always like in tandem when you when when you first started doing t- stand-up did you always uh know that you wanted to uh impart some of the things that you learned or did one come before no but i think all comedians have a point of view and they want to share that point of view um i don't care who they are i mean right. You look at Dave Chappelle, I mean, a lot of what he says, they're just social. You know, he's not talking about science, but a lot of things that he talks about are social commentary. Many, yes. you know, much of it on race, you know, uh, and some of it on, some of it him making fun of his own community. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I, you know, when you drive through the ghetto, man, it's like liquor store, gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor yeah, store, yeah, gun store, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, I was riding in. I saw the baby. I, was, I was, looked out the window. I saw a baby. Hey, baby. Like, hey, hey, baby. Man, what are you doing here, man? It's dangerous. Get out of here. It's like, nigga, I'm selling weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, so God. these are all social commentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, he's sharing a point of view. Yeah. Um, that informs. You know, so that's the deal. I think every comedian wants that, uh, except for, you know, guys who write jokes, you know, like the the joke writer dudes, like, Mm -hmm. but even they, sometimes they're writing jokes to inform, you know? So that's really where it comes from for me. I just, you know, I just, it's, you know, you have a point of view, but you know, my point of view is, you know, I want people to embrace science. I want people to get excited about, you know, the wonder of everything. And that's what science is, you know? When you ask why, that's science. When you ask how, that's science, you know? And then you you you, you go to answer that question and then you see if you can repeat the answer. You know, this is the scientific method. That's right. what it is. And uh, it works for everything, you know? Um, and there are things that cannot be answered. And for those things, you know, we believe in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, or most people, some people don't, you know. Uh, but but the fact is that um, you know it's really about the point of view and sharing information and informing people. You know, that's what all comedians want to do in some way. Yeah, and I it's and now it's it's so important now to just kind of expanding on that you have to and you share it in a different way and then you also 
share it in the 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 ways that are acceptable by the world so it's first it was uh on facebook and then it was on snapchat and twitter and and now it's on tiktok and and that's and again that's where the information overload comes from and the misinformation overload with that and uh it just again it goes back to parsing it out and and it's tough but i think for comedians uh, and creative people in, in particular uh as much as i don't like you know social channels uh, like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, I I do think that those are the perfect ways now in order for uh, a, a comedian or somebody in that creative field to get their points across. Yeah, I mean, I hate social media just with a passion. So, I mean, I have to be on it. Yeah. And I have to do better because in the business now, if it's not working on social media, it's not working. Exactly. Yeah. And people, when you go to talk to them, the first thing they want to talk to you about is your social following and who, you know, I go into meetings and, you know, they're just like, so Chuck, let's talk about your social following. And I'm just like, well, I only have 12 followers, but I'm like Jesus. They're very, very dedicated. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> but but that's the thing now. It's like you have to be on social media now because yeah. um, this is where we find everything, which I'm, you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little hurt by that. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, we have it a little backwards. I mean, I, I was out to dinner with some friends of mine last night and it was so cool because I know we're good friends because nobody picked up their phone once during the entire dinner. Oh, that is, that's a unicorn in today's world. Yeah. We sat. We had a two hour dinner, mm. sat at the table. Not once did anybody pick up their phone. Wow. We just talked and ate and, you know, really, you know, shared one another's company. Yeah. And there was a young couple sitting next to us. When I say young, I mean like, they were like, it, it looked like teenagers, which means they were in their twenties. <laughs> and, um, um, the entire time that they were there, they were both on their phones. Ugh. And I was like, this is a date? Yeah. This is this is terrible. Like, God, I would be so insulted, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be so insulted if I was out with somebody and the entire time, and they weren't even faking the funk, they were just in the phone. And they're sitting across from one another. And I was like, you guys do realize you did not have to leave your house to do this. <laughs> yeah, just have dinner at home. You could have had dinner at home and then just been on the, and talk to one another on, you could have actually been talking to one another. You're, and then I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they were actually talking to one another while they were at the table? <laughs> they're just testing back and forth at the table. <laughs> just sit and then like just like they're like texting and then they go oh did you see this yeah <laughs> like, exactly yeah so yeah man but I, that's why i hate social media you know? yeah yeah uh well chuck i didn't want to take up too much of your time uh i think i got everything i needed uh let me just look at my questions here yeah but this this was fantastic and i you know what i'm gonna say something you taught me a little bit just just by talking to you i learned i learned a little bit of things uh just just chatting with you here really yeah okay. the oh, intersection oh. sexuality of sexuality intersectionality of uh of humans and 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 being human and the science around us and and all that stuff i mean yeah you go everywhere you're an educator uh, well who knows don't fact check me that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> all right yes. so you said uh, be be a critical thinker unless i said something in which case you just blindly accept it mm -hmm. and say that was great you know so that's how culture started <laughs> let me just tell say. you something let me just say this i'm going on record i would not mind being a cult leader those guys <laughs> those guys live well they, they, they live well. Yeah. That's a, I, I mean, first of all, uh, they can't do any wrong. Look at Donald Trump, okay? Now, right now, I don't care who, who's, there, somebody's offended because I said he's a cult leader, but clearly he's a cult leader. And, yeah, and, and, that, and that's one man of color to another man of color, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm not trying to disparage. I never want to bring down another brother of color. <laughs> But, you know, the fact is that he's a cult leader uh, and the rate, the way you know he's a cult leader is every time they move the goalpost on what is acceptable mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and then he violates that line, 
they make up an excuse for why it's okay because it's him. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Every single thing. And that is just, that is the quintessential sign of a cult leader. And I say to my family all the time, y'all don't love me. Because if y'all love me, y'all would treat me like Donald Trump. Okay? <laughs> y'all don't love me. Because I don't get that. Yeah, y'all don't give me that kind of love. I want that kind of love in my yeah. life. Okay. Yeah. I want to, I want that kind of love. Okay. Say the dumbest thing in the world and, and, and they're still just be like, accepted. And they're like, ah, Chuck, you're so crazy. That was great. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's just just like, you know what I figured out? Here's what I figured out. Okay. It's about us. And you know, US. US. That's that's us. You know? But you know, they won't give me any credit for that. No, man, that was awesome. That was brilliant. You're a brilliant dude, man. I want that kind of love. That's true love. <laughs> okay, all right, sorry. I didn't realize, I was like, I talked so damn much. I, I didn't realize, I like we were on a time schedule oh no 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 now you're fine i mean it's it's completely fine now uh i was like i was i, I was when i uh i was looking at the thing and it said less than a minute and i was like i don't know what happens at 40 minutes what happens so it becomes the oscars that's what happens <laughs> that was that was the that was i'm not kidding the single most embarrassing thing that has ever happened and there was one time i interviewed uh a comedian and i had their special up on my laptop and uh, I hit a button and it started playing at full volume and they heard themselves talk and I pressed stop and then he started laughing and I was I was just oh, utterly that's destroyed. That's it was hilarious. Yeah. That's great. But anyway, listen, it's great talking to you. Let me just tell people once again, uh, the Midnight Theater on November 17th and 18th in Hudson Yards. So if you're in Manhattan or anywhere near Manhattan, because it's basically the train station. So like i don't care where you live you can get to this 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 theater it's a beautiful theater man it's a multimedia theater with screens all over the uh on every wall it's it's going to be really cool i'm really looking forward to it so you know get your tickets uh be responsible for putting me on netflix which is very cool yeah. and uh yeah yeah so uh come on out is what i'm saying to all the people come out chuck nice just smart enough uh november 17th and 18th the taping of the special well now quick question uh with these screens are you going to be able to do anything with them so here's the thing uh we're doing the walkthrough next week to figure okay. out am i going to just run a loop of static images on the uh, screens or am i going to have the screen speak to what i'm doing yeah. on stage which you know uh i'm not sure yet <clears throat> because um that's up to the director you know because um screens change the lighting so it changes the lighting of the audience. It changes the lighting on the stage. Oh, um, so as the images change, the lighting in the room changes. So okay. he may say, no, man, I need to make sure that these same pictures run over and over again. So I don't have to worry about correcting for the lighting as as the special is actually taping. Yeah. So, you know, th those are things I leave up to other people, you know, but we'll see. It's a good question. I appreciate it, but we'll yeah. see. Is the audience going to be on camera? Are you shooting them or is it also just audience, gonna be audience will definitely well, Neil deGrasse Tyson will be there. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And I hope you at least reference him or talk to him in some sort of way. Oh, of course I am. I'm definitely going to point him out in the audience and I got to make fun of him in some way, shape or form. I wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be it, it would be it would be comedy malfeasance. If I didn't <clears throat> point him out and have some fun with him whatsoever, um, one of the producers wants to um, uh, get him to do like the open for the mm -hmm. show. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that I was like, good. that's a pretty good idea, actually, you know, have Neil open up the show, you know. So, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Nice. That'd be super Ooh, cool. Yes. Like, that'd just have, uh, I don't want to produce for you, but have like a, like a kind of like a cosmos type thing where he's narrating and then it all like circles back to you and goes, and this is Chuck Nice. 
Yeah. You know, that's a really cool idea. So the uh, the other producer who, you know, I have guys who are, um, you know, of course, helping me uh, put this all together, even though I'm paying for it. Um, <laughs> I, wish they, I wish they were paying for it and I was putting it together. That'd be right. a much better deal. Yeah. But anyway, um, one of the guys, he was like, he thought it'd be funny if Neil told a joke right but purposely like a terrible terrible joke yeah you know and then he were to say something like oh what you think comedy is easy comedy <laughs> is hard here's chuck nice you know or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that like i'm that. like that's cool that's cool you know but i kind of love the idea of the cosmos theme and then you know it's like um you know uh scientists don't know exactly what dark energy is but in our best estimation we have been able to figure out that it's not chuck nice ladies and gentlemen chuck, you know something like, like that truly truly it's uh, the only reason i say that is because uh i i work in my my day job is in television production so oh i, I didn't know that okay. i have ideas i have ideas all over the place and uh yeah i i love the idea of him doing like a short little cosmos thing and then the answer is chuck nice yeah you know what i mean or the answer is comedy and now here's chuck nice you know what yeah, I mean? feel free to take that idea i'll take an imdb yeah. credit whatever it takes. No, no worries no worries <laughs> i'm all about giving credit where credit is due you know what i mean that's how you that's how people keep working with you yeah you, you know it's like listen i'll give you all the credit in the world just don't look for the money <laughs> yeah exactly because uh, hey, i know there's none there none to be had right yeah, now. yeah th those are the best the best producers are the ones who give credit and look at HBO. Mm -hmm. Now, HBO has some of the best programming ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. They go from hit to hit to hit. Sopranos, what's next? Game of Thrones, what's after that? The Last of Us, and then yeah. a myriad of others, right? And the reason is because they just let people do what they want to do. They mm -hmm. let them take all the credit, win all the rewards. They just take all the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. Billions and billions. Speaking of Carl Sagan, billions <laughs> yes. and billions of dollars. But the reason is because they're like, no, no, man, do your thing. That's, you know what? You're smart. You're great. You're good. Do your thing. And then they sit back and rake in all the cash. All the cash. If you ever, if you ever produce anything, people, that's the way to do it. Look, mm -hmm. look at HBO and do it their way. Like I said, the moment you say, this is what we should do, you're lost. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it should be, what should we do? Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then take everybody else's great ideas. You know, Tim, you're not really contributing. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's awesome <laughs> well listen man such a pleasure yeah thank you chuck and uh, i hope to talk to you again soon definitely we will all right have a good one peace